Hey, uh, good afternoon. My name is uh, Jeff Logan. I'm a state sergeant major with the Georgia Army National Guard, and today we're going to we're going to do the fence post podcast on enlisted promotions and what it takes to get on the EPS list as a enlisted soldier. So, before we go any further, I would like for the the rest of the panel to go ahead and introduce themselves. Hey, Commander Sergeant Major, thanks for inviting me out today. Uh, my name is Commander Sergeant Major John Ballinger. I'm the Georgia G3 Sergeant Major. I'm also the 48th Infantry Brigade Combat Team uh, Commander Sergeant Major. Good afternoon, everyone. I am Sergeant Major Adelia Barnes, and I'm the G1 Sergeant Major. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Command Sergeant Major Wendy Jones, and I'm the RTI Commandant. And, uh, and before we go any further, just so everybody will know that um, you know I'm about to retire in May, and Sergeant Major Ballinger is going to be my replacement. So whenever you see him out there and about, uh, give him a congratulations. He's going to do great things. So as we start off, team, um, let's talk about board assessments and what that means on how does a soldier, um, how do they do better on, on board assessments? Well, I believe they just have to have the total soldier concept, the whole total soldier concept. So what, what does that mean, Sergeant Major? For, as a board member, if I'm a board member, I'm looking at their performance, their potential, and their experiences. That's gonna be the most weighted for me, and I'm looking at their evaluations. Yeah, their NCOERs. Correct. Yep. Yes. What do you think, Sergeant Major Jones? I would agree with that. Um, the comments on your valuations, the positions that you've held, that weighs heavily on your future potential. Hey, Sergeant Major. So I was talking to some of the board members, our senior NCOs, E7s, when they're looking at um, that EPS board for our 7s to 8, uh, E7s to E8, and then E8s to kind of E9s. I think what we're seeing now as the evolution continues to grow is that they're putting a little bit more weight on your current duty position um, and then your potential kind of for your next duty position. So if you're a, if you're a 35 series, but you're getting evaluated as an 11 series, they're gonna look at that and go, hey, has this soldier spent time as a platoon sergeant in 11 series and done a live fire exercise? Have they led a platoon in the last two years? You know, and I think, so they're looking, using your evaluation, you know, their evaluations um, and they're kind of ERBs that are tracking their current, true current duty position um, to kind of grade it. And I've seen that change a lot. I'm getting a lot of questions from the field going, hey, how was I really high a year ago or two years ago? And now I've dropped a little bit, even though my military education's high, everything I've done has been extremely high. Now some of those conversations are major, I have to look at them and go, hey, I got it, but you've kind of been in an operations position for a while not in the field so that that positions that you're carrying is, is going to be considered for your next for your next position you know you, you know you, you bring up a good point even at the lower level the e5 and e6 level you know it's, it's good to see on those ncrs on if you're leading soldiers if you're a squad leader yep. you know and i think that guides you into that platoon sergeant position one day so yeah i think that's great points um you got anything else that you want to add to it sorry major bars so they have to also look at their um, CPMOS. So a lot of times, yeah. You know, so I need you to explain the CPMOS. Your career. So a lot of soldiers say I have my primary, I have my secondary, and I have not been working on my secondary, but I want to change it to the, my my secondary to my primary. But they also have to understand if your evaluation shows what your primary was and you switch it to secondary, that might put you lower on the list because you don't have that experience from that time frame during the board. 
Um, and then we may have to change the board as, as what Star Major Ballinger was talking about as far as from E7 to E8, E8 to E9, bringing it down to your 11 series, reboarding all 11 series. So that way we can see, you know, how are you being boarded with your peers in that aspect so we can get the experienced soldier. So we are also looking at that for maybe FY24. So the CPMOS is going to be very important for those soldiers and having them understand the difference between, you know, why I want to change my CPMOS to this. They got to understand that it's also your experience. If you don't have the experience in there, you're going to be lower on the list because we're also looking at for that potential and experience for that. that yeah, good sense. points. All right. So, team, if you don't mind, let's move on to the second topic. And so the second thing I want to discuss is about the individual tasks. So when I think about individual tasks, this is a lot what each soldier kind of needs to do in order for them to progress. So let's talk about the different height and weight. And so Sergeant Major Barnes, I'd like for you to, I'd like to really talk about the height and weight and what that means. So currently we have over 1,400 soldiers that might be bypassed on the EPS vacancy field that we're currently doing right now. Due to not having a passing or current height and weight or not having a passing or current ACFT or APFT. Um, and a lot of times it's because maybe the soldier didn't complete it or maybe it's not in the system. So it's very important that the soldier looks into IPSA if they don't know how to go into IPSA and look at self-service to see what's on their records so they can say, hey, you know, the board's coming up. I don't have my height and weight in the system or it's not showing and I know I did my height and weight. Can you please make sure it's placed in the system? A lot of soldiers don't know how to go to self-service in IPSA and maybe that's something that the unit or maybe the G1 can go and train them on how to do self-service so they can see their records. But we are it's around... 1,400 soldiers that's going to be bypassed because they don't have a current height and weight in the system or ACFT. And probably a lot of them can pass the height and weight. Well, they probably have, and it's just <clears> not in the system or record. in the system. Yes. Which will prevent them from getting promoted. Correct. Um, and then while we're still talking about that, you know, the, you know, let's talk about the ACFT and weapons qualification and, and all other stuff. What, what's that, what's that mean for a soldier when it, when it comes to putting them on the EPS list? So the soldier can be on the EPS list whether or not they have their height and weight current or their ACFT. But in order to get selected or promoted, they must have, um, M-Day soldiers must have an ACFT record passing one by April 1st of this year. Uh, AGRs must have one by January 1st of this year. So if they're looking for selection or promotion, they must have an ACFT and a, a current height and weight. Now height and weights, it's every six months for any soldier. Yep. They must make sure that that's current. Um, right even if it's right before the actual board. So we don't pull those records until the day before the board, and sometimes we double-check it in the morning before we even do the board. And that's for the vacancy fills or excess. But I think what I want to get across, and great points, but you know, this is a lot of it has to do with individual soldiers and what they can ensure that they're, they're getting promoted. Correct. They need to check IPSA. They yep. need to look at their ERB. And if something is not looking right, they need to let their unit know. And then with that being said, can you also talk about how the points are with the ACFT and the weapons? Uh, what do you mean? Like As far as your administrative points. Oh, they do get points. Well, E4 to E5 get the points. Yep. Yes, they do get the points. I, I can't recall off the top of my head how many points they receive. But the, the higher they um, compete for the ACFT, the more points they get. Yep. You know, and so with weapons as well. Yes. So they'll get the highest points. 
Right now, it's up to 75. I know that might change, mm -hmm. but it's up to 75 points that they can get for the ACFT and um, weapons qual. Okay. So, Major Jones, so much about you. I'll tell you, Sergeant Major, I don't, I don't remember a time in my career where promotion has been as obtainable as it is now. You know, and it just, as we talk about it, Sergeant Major, with the Sergeant Major's Council, State Sergeant Major brings it up to the MACOM Sergeant Majors and, uh, all the time, and I talk to it with my battalion Sergeant Majors constantly, uh, is A, the soldier owns their career path, right? So I own mine, everybody has their ladder to climb. Um, so at the, at the junior level, E4s and, and up to, like they have to own that career path, they have to own their promotion, and the door is wide open to be promoted, especially from the E4 to E5 and E5 to E6 ranks right now. Um, as you talked about, how many did, are going to get passed over for height and weight? 1,400. 1,400 are going to get passed over for height and weight. Um, and to me, that's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Like we, we, we as leaders have to do a better job, too, of looking at that soldier and going, hey, is your height and weight current? You own your career, right? We're not held accountable. Um, for you know you being able to come in in your height and weight however we are accountable for that systems update those records update and making sure you're on the eps list so you know to me those readiness training ncos they have a lot in their rucksacks our majors we always talk about it's really heavy um but we've got to focus on getting those soldiers promoted but we have to have buy-in for those soldiers too like they've got to want to get promoted they've got to want to succeed in our organization we need them in our organization now more than ever um, and so the height and weight, it just astounds me every time we look at that to go, hey, we're going to non-select over a thousand soldiers because they're not meet their ACFT standard or their height and weight standard. Like there's, that's not an excuse that I can think of that makes that right. You know, I'd like to bring up one other thing about when we talk about this, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, we quit creating a baseline the day of the boards and now we do it once a year, it's sent out to the force. Um, it's posted so now soldiers can look at that baseline and see exactly how we're grading each one of those soldiers on the centralized board so you know kudos to the G1 team for for making that happen but I, I think that's a win-win for the organization but is it going to the lowest level so like a lot of yeah. times when we go and do the SRPs for annual SRPs soldier did not know how to even be considered to be placed on the list I think us as leaders need to make sure that um, we are mentoring these soldiers and having them understand that, hey, you must complete your DLC in, in order to get in, get on the list. That's right. And a lot of soldiers don't know that. They don't know how important it is. And they just think, well, I thought I could do it at any time. But no, there's a cutoff date. So I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought up DLC because that's the next topic that I, I would like for to talk about. And I really won't start Major Ballinger jump on this since he is the G3, but but once he gets done, I'll, I'll act for you guys' input. But so the next topic, as you talked about DLC, we can move right into the military education. So yes, yeah, so G three. Roger State Sergeant Major. So how does military education and the promotion system and all that tie together? And took it right out of my mouth is even though your height and weight it may not be current, you're still going to be on the list. ACFT is not current. Weapon qual is not current. You're still going to be on the EPS list. If the soldier's DLC, distance learning, is not current, they're not going to be on the EPS list, Sergeant Major. So um, that's huge. And as we and as we go through the formation, I, I know the State Sergeant Major does it because I've seen them in action. And when, we, when we're out in the field talking to small teams and groups is, hey, how many of you have not completed your DLC? Raise your hand. And then why not? Um, 
and I still get soldiers at all levels go, hey, I don't know how to get enrolled into DLC. It's so simple, right? You just send, send, a, send a list of names to me personally if you need to. Send it to the G3. First Sergeant Davis is out there. Sergeant First Class Johnson, they can load them in today. You can get started with your DLC. And believe it or not, uh, me and the State Sergeant Major had to do DLC 6 uh, before I went to the nominative leaders course. I didn't even know that existed myself, but unfortunately it did. And to be honest, it took me um, maybe four hours. I did it over a two-day time span to get it knocked out, get that kind of first step of that military education. Um, so then I can focus on my PME uh, and, and additional military education. So get your doggone DLC done. There's no excuse not to do it. Is there a criteria, Sergeant Major? I know that a lot of times that, that some of the training is yours says there's a criteria in order to be, you know, scheduled. So, that. yeah, so it's, it's the same way. So once you complete your current PME, um, so if you're an E4 and you complete BLC and then you're selected for E5 and you're promoted to E5, then you can complete DLC too, mm -hmm. right? So it kind of goes step by step with your PME. So how I look at it is your first step to completing your PME, BLC, ALC, SLC, MLC, the Sergeant Majors Academy, the Nominative Leaders course, um, the first thing you have to do before you go to that course is to complete your DLC. That's the that's kind of kind of getting you rolling into into your military education. So once you complete that, then we'll get you loaded for. Uh, your PME, your primary military education, um, and then go forward to complete that. You know, I'm at the point now, like, you know, Friday we're going to go see a BLC graduation, and those soldiers, male or female, doesn't matter. If, they've, if they're already wearing the rank of E5 and they're an ETP promotion, I'm almost at the point where we're going to take their names down and put them in for DLC number two right there on the spot. Well, not on the spot, but get their names in to get them rolling out. They might be a little frustrated as at this point, but one day they're going to really, really like the fact that we helped them with their career. So, so let me just say this out loud before we go, and I know time is of the essence here, but so to anyone who's listening to this podcast, especially if you're part of full-time Manning who's selecting soldiers for the, their PME or their next military education, um, A, we got to look at ETPs. you got to look at your reception to policies to see if they're current in their PME. If they're not, Right, use that as the OML. That should be your order of merit list on who your company battery and troop selects to go to their next PME. Um, number two, the, the state star major uh, and his council select to go to the academy. Right, the G3 we kind of select who's going to go to MLC. But you know, shine the light on us, bright. I got no secrets. How we select our majors, you know, is we go right off the ETP list and the legacy list. We look at those two combined lists who has now been promoted to that rank uh, of E8, who hadn't completed MLC, and that's who we select. And then we, after that, then we go through the, the battalions and the brigades to see who needs to go next. So please, we've got to get that ETP list as small as possible and that legacy list. You know, if they'll just complete their PME, that thing will go away, Sergeant Major. Yeah, that's the good point you bring up, Sergeant Major Ballinger, is, is for the fact that um, with, the, with the ETP promotions, is very important for that soldier to go ahead and get that DLC done or that or that NCOS done because if not, you know they signed a four one eighty seven so that they could potentially be reduced with an amount of time. So it's really really important. But I do want to say that some of the lower density MOS is it's really hard to get. It's hard to get some of those, those schools. So. Um, 
So I want I want to hit real quick on on evaluations and what that means. So, Sergeant Jones, I'm going to let you take the lead on evaluations and what what's that mean to soldiers. Being honest and having comments that reflect the soldier's performance is critical. Um, you know, numbers, examples, specific bullets of what that soldier did means a lot on the board. Yeah, so Sergeant Major, like we've seen evaluations come, and, and as we talked it a little bit offline today, um, there's not a lot of senior NCOs who are Raiders or senior Raiders. Mm -hmm. So Officer Corps, listen to us when we're telling you this, right? Um, when the comment on there goes, this is the best NCO that I've worked with in my 27 years of history, but he's or she says that on three evaluations, that has no credit to me. I don't even look at that, you know. Um, that's just fluff, you know. Look at quantifiable, realistic, honest, truthful comments, paragraphs or bullet comments. Good or bad. Right? Good or bad, you know. Um, and it, to me, Sergeant Major, it's not for the promotion. It's that we can sit down and have a frank conversation with our NCO Corps to say, hey, here's some things that you did really well at, right? You've done great at this. Um, you're one of the best I've ever seen at this. But there's always things we can work on. There's a lot of stuff that I need to work on personally. And sometimes it takes somebody look at me and go, hey, you've done pretty good at this. We need to take a look at this and see what I can help you do, what the organization can help you do, what you need to do personally to get you better at A, B, or C, or whatever that is. So Officer Corps, like we've got to have honest conversations with our NCOs who you're rating and senior rating to make sure that in their next position and the next position after that, that they're continuing to grow and we're just not pushing people through the EPS list. And be successful. And be successful. Mm -hmm. right. You know, and even for those that, that haven't had a lot of experience with NCRs, if you're the rated soldier, I got it, you can't change stuff on your NCR, but you can you can bring up things that somebody might have forgot that you might have done during that rating period. That That is very... It should be noticed on what, what you did. So, you know, don't be afraid to sit down with your senior raider or your raider and say, hey, did you forget about this? So um, I think we're getting close on time. Um, I want to close out with a couple things real quick. And, uh, you know, for those who are listening, you know, the Georgia Army National Guard, we put a lot, a lot of stock in, in our soldiers. And, um, you know, it really hurts my heart when, when we have a soldier has done something that, um, not everybody might be happy with or whatever, but I would just tell you, you know, if, if any soldier out there, it doesn't matter what rank you are, it doesn't matter what race you are or nothing, we have somebody to help, help you out. Whether if it's a work-related issue or it's a financial issue or it's a family issue or even a command team issue, we have military source one. We have family programs. We probably have the best core of chaplains that I've ever seen in the Georgia Army National Guard that are willing to do whatever they got to do. So, you know, I know each one of us have, have experienced soldiers that's been in a bad situation and maybe has asked for some help and maybe hasn't asked for help. But, you know, again, and I just want to make it very clear that if, if, if a soldier has a problem, there will be no repercussions on you coming and asking for help. Nobody is going to beat you up for coming for help. And if that does happen, you're more than welcome to reach out to me because that, that should not happen in our organizations. Our first priority in the Georgia Army National Guard is people. So does anybody else want to close out on that? I mean, Senator Jones, I've, you've dealt with a lot of people and 
you, you've had to help out some people. There, there is a willingness to help people in this organization that that you won't find anywhere else. Um, if you call in the middle of the night and you're homeless or you've just had to leave your house with your kids, we have people that will in the middle of the night actively work to help you find somewhere to go. So you just have to ask for the help. There are so many resources people don't know are available. I'll tell you something, Major. Like I, I tell my sons all the time, like there's no problem that's bigger than we are. Like we can solve any problem mm-hmm. that you have. There's none that you're going to bring to us that we probably haven't seen before, that we probably haven't dealt with before, that we absolutely can't solve. So I think, as Sergeant Major Jones said today, you know, this organization is a family. Um, So that's how I take it. Hey, you're part of our family. Let your family get involved. Get your family involved. We're your family. Get us involved, and together we're going to... Give us opportunity. we're going to solve. I guarantee you we've got a lot of smart people, great, great, uh, great services out there. We will solve and help you get you in the right place. It might not be... Right then, we'll we'll fix it. You just gotta give us a little bit of runway and give us opportunity to fix it. So, mm-hmm. hey, uh, in the close, hey, I would just want to thank you guys. From you know, you guys are real busy. I want to thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to let you guys come in and this talk about what's important to us and it's promotions at the at our, at our level. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much.